Hey, everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is September 21st, 2022. Blake Snell's got no hitter going. Oh, shit. If he breaks it up right here, it's going to be your fault. Look what you just did. It'll be uh, my fault, and then we'll all blame Steve Quiz. It's the stupidest (laughs) thing. It's the stupidest thing that people actually get upset with the announcers for doing their job. They got to do their job. They do. Yep. And uh, it's just morons. But pretty cool. They take it all the time. You know, I tell you what, Mark Grant is one of those guys. He's not superstitious. Yeah. And maybe people say, maybe you should be. But no, he's not superstitious. Like him and I will write. You you write to him during games. Not too often, but yeah. So I don't don't hit him every time. I probably about four times a year. And and he'll start writing back. And then I'll say, man, if you would have got this, then this would happen. He goes, well, you don't know. You you can't say that because they might attack that guy as a hitter a little bit different than they would have before. So. You, you just don't know how it's going to go. But anyway, it, it, as far as the superstitions go, an announcer has to say if it's a no-hitter yeah. because they're trying to keep viewers. If you just turn the TV on, hey, is it worth me hanging around? Well, yeah, there's a fucking no-hitter going this, on. The stupid bullshit that you have to say he's faced 10 batters and all 10 batters are out. But I haven't said that he has a no-hitter going. And anybody sitting at home that doesn't know jack shit about putting a headset on and understanding the challenge of doing that job Shut up. I swear to God, Dave, there's more shit you see on social media from people that literally don't have a goddamn clue yeah. about anything. But because they've picked up 11 followers in their 11 years on Twitter, all of a sudden they got their pulpit. They're going to sit up there and preach. Like, you wouldn't say shit. If yeah. you were sitting there, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say anything. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when you're sitting in the back of your Chevy van trying to figure out what's next... As you get comfortable on your mattress down by Mission Bay, all of a sudden now you're a TV critic. You know, here's, a, here's something interesting for me, at least, the other day. I was driving up to Carlsbad yesterday. All right. And I'm listening to 97.3. Yeah. And I get off on Palomar Airport Road. It's all break, breaking up like crazy. Like, it's, it wasn't good. And I was wondering, you know, what the hell? I didn't say anything to anybody. It just happened to be the next guy I saw was like a 25-year San Diego radio vet. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say his name on, on there because I'm not because he still has interest in, in both companies. Okay? Oh, okay. Gotcha. And so, I, I, but he says to me, first thing he says, hey, can you believe that the Padres are still on 97.3, that they didn't go to either 760, 760. or 1090? And I said, man, I don't, I don't know the, the deal of it at all. I just know that, you know, they seem to be happy with the product. And he said it was actually a done deal to go to a different station but it was written into the contract that 97.3 Odyssey had a chance to match whatever was, was given at that time, and they chose, they chose to match. And I said... Bill Hagen said he never got a bill at 1090. Never got a presentation. That's why I think it was 760. Like, Bill was, had a presentation, never got the time to present. And iHeart was ready for 760 yeah. to bring it back to go brown and gold. I mean, whatever they named that stupid station. I have no idea. It makes no sense. But... Yeah, I mean that's a fifty thousand watt. But again, I, you know, I heart. They're they're not throwing money around. I don't know what's up with Odyssey. I can't speak to that. And look, Bill doesn't have a business plan that works. I I like Bill. You like him. And I laughed at his interview with Scott. Yeah, they're not they're not ready to be a flagship station. They're just not. They they don't run. Dave they they can't run the ESPN games. Right, they're an ESPN. Yeah affiliate and they struggle running that because i get text messages like i work there every weekend hey where's the call 1090 what are you texting me who do you call who's gonna answer yeah nobody but 
It, it must have come down to iHeart and Odyssey, two companies hemorrhaging money, and whatever 97.3 put together, they must have determined, hey, this is fine. It's working. So here's what, what the, the guy said to me. He said kind of what I said to you a few months ago, mm-hmm. is that the only reason he can think that they'd be okay with the relationship is that they're making cars now without AM radios. Yeah, I heard that too. But and, I mean, And so the only way to listen would be through the app. Yeah. Uh, I mean, seems weird. A lot of stations, right? Kogo, when you need traffic, KFI still making, drawing big numbers in LA. Do you actually need traffic? You really don't. Yeah, tonight I did, dude. dude I, you, when you where get, do you drive? On, I drive I, from I, Carlsbad I was, I was, down here every I day. Was in Car- I drive to Carlsbad twice a week. Well, yeah, at 11 in the morning when everything's dead. Yeah, well, when I drive back and it's 2 in the afternoon, it starts heating up. Yeah. Dude, I just put on my fucking Waze or Maps or whatever the fuck I go to yeah, that day. Yeah, no, that's good. But, I mean, when you're driving, you want to hear what's going on. And, by the way, jerk. No, I don't need friend, it. Oh, that's nice. I'll tell Laura Kane that. You can tell Laura she's lucky to have a job. Okay, because I'm new using the app. By the time Laura gives me the information, it could be all cleared up. Sig alerts have, my ass. I do have in my car the uh, voice. Like, it's not Siri, but. What does it say to you? No, you could just push it and say uh, directions to, okay. to 123 Main Street. Yeah. yeah. You could do that. But I like Laura. Dude, Laura me, shouldn't be doing traffic. She should be on a show. I'm half hour late tonight because all you assholes are going to Michael Buble. I wouldn't go see Michael Buble if he was playing in your backyard. Where's he at? At the arena. Snarky at, at, little at shit. Sports arena? <laughs> yeah. You see that? I couldn't believe all the you know people lined up. You know who's playing over here behind us right Marshall now? Marshall Tucker? No, Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. Dude, that, I'd go see Buble twice before I'd go see that guy. Walshef is there right now. But I tell you what, I tell you what, did you see, you follow those guys, Padres, Pretties, on Instagram? Yeah. Did you see the lineup that they pulled 10 women no. that were at that Bad Bunny concert? Holy cannoli. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Here's, here's what I did the other day after the old Bad Bunny deal because it was obviously a big deal here in town. Huge. Okay. Yeah, I mean, giant. Yeah, it was cool. So I go to Apple Music or Spotify, whichever one I used at that time, and, yeah. uh, and I type in Bad Bunny. And I just yeah. try and listen to three popular songs. Dude, I've never heard any of them. No. I don't know. You're, I mean, not in, you're not in his demo. Yeah, oh, I'm sure I'm not. But it was like, fuck, I think I have a pretty good range as far as hearing a bunch of things. Yeah. But no, not at, not at all. I um, mean, hell, dude, I, just say Benita Vista, man. Kids always have their phones going in the, in the dugout and stuff. Yeah. I, I, had a, I thought for sure I had heard a Bad Bunny song. I don't I, think I have. Man, I'm in Toronto in March. Did I say this last week? It is ice cold up there. Are you it's, sure? <laughs> this past March when it, I was there. Oh, in March. Okay, go ahead. And I'm there, and I end up downtown. And Bad Bunnies is in town yeah. playing uh, Scotiabank Arena. When are you going back to Toronto? I go in. That's what I was thinking you were saying. Uh, November Oh, it's 6th. probably going to be cold then, too. Oh, yeah. But, I'm Dave, I'm telling you. And I'm out front, and all the females are heading into Bad Bunny. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, it's every... And I'm not talking about girls that are 19 or 22. It's not my thing. Dude, there were... I'm not. I'm not I doing know, that. I know. It's just funny as hell to think that you there have to were, say that out loud. No, but I mean, because a lot of the pictures you saw coming out of Bad Bunny were younger women. Yeah. I'm telling you, holy cow. I've been to Toronto half a dozen times. I just sat there slack-jawed. 
I don't know any of that guy's songs. I'm going to every concert. <laughs> it's right up your alley. Oh, right up your alley. It was great. Uh, I was just like, yeah, just go and just, uh, I don't know. Was, no, no pit bull for you, though. Nah, well, it's probably the same thing over there. That guy's an annoying little he prick. Has, he, has the, he has the greatest name, though. Mr. Yeah. Worldwide sounds like a wrestler. That's yeah. it. It's like Paul Orndorff's like, that's pretty good. Yeah. But I, I bet the demo in that place tonight's off the yeah. charts, too. So Walchef uh, says they never miss, meaning him and his wife. Any t- chance they get to see Pitbull, that's, that's their thing. That's his guy? That's their thing. I think that's her guy. But he goes and has a great time. Yeah, you got to go. If, if your wife digs yeah. it, you got to go. Um, hey, a couple of things to announce. We got a fun couple of weeks coming up. Uh, happened again tonight. I was all fired up. October 1st, Blasters cancel like their 27th show. They need to pull the plug on that yeah. fucking band. Phil Alvin is great. He just can't stay healthy. So now I'm out. And they're like, ah, oh, we're going to try to reschedule. So they won't refund How old is anything. Phil Alvin? Well, he's probably in his 60s. Okay. But he moves around like he's 90. That was going to be October 1st, which was great. October 2nd, in here in the garage, uh, leading into the final three days of Padre baseball, uh, Padre Fangirl and Erica will be here. Okay. They'll be in the garage that night. We'll talk about, I mean, Pod should be in the playoffs. They're playing great yeah. baseball. almost late. impossible for them not to make the postseason right now. Right. That's Sunday night, October 2nd. And then Monday night, October 3rd, I don't know that you and I have ever done anybody else's podcast together. Have not we? together. No, we've been on a variety. You've been on different shows solo, just not together. But uh, we're going up uh, to see our friend Laura Kane. I Looking just forward mentioned to it. her. And we'll be on Laura Kane after dark. You and I with Laura and Eric. Now, I don't know why she didn't think we would do it. Did she not think we would do it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. She was like... We she, saw her in uh, February, right? She went to Jackass with us. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, Eric didn't want to go. I love those two. Other day, she basically got naked on camera, and that's always fun. So, uh, <laughs> But if anybody, if anybody watches her show... Uh, we'll be on there. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a fun night. It's on YouTube. They okay. do all kinds of shit. So okay. we'll go in there. Do they do it from uh, from her house? I guess it's her okay. house. Cool. Yeah. So we're going over there and seeing Eric and Laura. We haven't seen those two for a while. So that'll be fun. Uh, we've got a bunch to cover. But I do want to talk about this because September is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, two weeks from today is Erica's birthday. It's weird. I didn't realize she and I were exactly three weeks apart. So October 5th. Now, there won't be a show that night, but we'll, uh, we'll do something. But, Dave, I'm walking out of here the other night. I felt like our show was pretty fun. And I get a call from somebody close to me who was suicidal, 100% suicidal. And I don't know if people have ever gotten those calls. Man, it stops you in your tracks because I think I've had four. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. And I think I've had four and five years from four different people. And what's weird about the one that I got Sunday night was it came from somebody that I'm in regular contact with that was doing really well. Yeah. Doing really well at work. Uh, I hadn't really talked to them about relationships, if they were in a relationship or anything like that. But the other challenge is they live out of state. So you don't have the ability to just go to wherever. Carlsbad, Escondido, Pickett. They're out of state, man. So you're... You're on this call. It ended up going an hour and 44 minutes. Okay. Um, 
probably the one that was the most intense of any of the four. Really? And it could be just because, yeah, there were about two different times when I thought this may go south in a hurry. This may go south in a hurry. But it's funny, and I, I would just say this for anybody who's out there and struggling, right? That uh, We talked about a lot that night, and I'm happy to say the end result is we got them back on track. Did they, they check in? Yeah. Good. They've called me Monday, Tuesday. No, I mean, did they check into a facility? They have not, um, but they called me Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to say that they're winning and they're feeling pretty good. Um, the challenge, what, look, I'm nobody's doctor. That's what I'm, my biggest fear is that, I, fuck, I'm so afraid of saying the wrong thing. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trained. No, but I, there were a couple of different things, and a lot of it is you just kind of got to let them go, right? And, and the thing that I didn't want to do was I wasn't going to start the game of, you know, if you do this, it's going to impact your mom. It's going to impact. They know all that, right? They know all that. So what I was just trying to do on this call on Sunday night was try to get to the root of what had changed the momentum. Yeah. Because the momentum had been going pretty well. And they started talking about, you know, work sucks, everything. And I was able to stop them and say, I disagree. You've told me for weeks that work's going really well. And let me give you a couple examples. You said they respect you. You said that they put you on the schedule. You said that your, um, your responsibilities have changed in a positive way. And that they continue to tell you that your responsibilities will continue to change in a more almost senior management way. And I was really lucky, Dave, because they listened to that. They said, yeah. So I said, so that's a good thing. That's a building block. And we just talked about different building blocks. And what eventually we found the root of the cause was they had, they're estranged from a family member and have not had any contact with this family member for a long, long time. Relationship was always very, very strained. And now that this particular individual was doing well and kind of felt like they had it together, they reached out to the family member to say, hey, you know, this is who I am. This is kind of where I'm at. And they got ignored. And it it hurt. Yeah. Man, it hurt to the point that I, like I said, when they call and just say, when, when people start saying, I'm just tired. That was what scared me. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being hurt. And so we just went through this thing. And eventually, I kind of found an opening. And I said, I'm going to drop this line on this person. And I'm going to gauge their reaction. And if I can make them laugh here, and this has got to be an hour into the talk. I said, if I can make them laugh, I'm going to win. I'm going to win this tonight. And I said to this person, I said, hey, I have a question for you. And they said, yeah. They'd been crying, tired, emotional. I said, how many people have told you in the last couple of days, hey, if you need to talk, I'm here. And they burst out laughing. And they said, yeah, why would I talk to you, motherfucker? What the fuck am I going to tell you? Shut the fuck up. And they started to laugh. Yeah. And it changed it. And... And that's the one thing, look, everybody can do their own thing. I'm not, I'm nobody to tell you how to handle those situations, but I, I would say two things. But they would, called you, but that person called you. Yeah, they called me. And I think the reason why they called me, Dave, is I get it. 
And that's the thing I would say to anybody who's struggling right now is if you need somebody to lean on, I hope you have somebody that might understand the challenges of dealing with depression because I get it. And we talked about the battles and facing the darkness and trying to get through it and, and kind of feeling like you're Geraldo in a hurricane, right? Where it's coming at you from all sides, but then trying to build from that and thinking back on times when you've won and then just trying to play the mind game, whether you talk to it, right? Like, oh, you're fucking with me tonight. Talk to it like it's an individual. And this is what we went through for, like I said, an hour and 44 minutes the other night. And if you're somebody right now that's fighting it, my advice that you can take or you can ignore is if you're looking for somebody to talk to, talk to somebody who gets it because you guys walk that same path. You understand it. They'll understand it. You can talk to them openly and not be told, go get fresh air or go to the gym or go do anything. Peach and apple. Yeah. Right. All those different things. The other thing that I would say is if you're somebody that's fortunate enough to not deal with it, instead of saying, and again, you could take this or you can ignore it either way. But what I would advise is if somebody, if you can see somebody's clearly struggling, just say, I ask him, you winning today? And you could see, right? You could see they're not. But if you ask them if you're winning as opposed to, hey, if you need to talk, I'm here. Well, nobody's going to take you up on that, ever. It, that's very much unlike saying, if you need help moving, oh, hell yeah, I do. I need help moving. You're going to move the piano. But if you say, hey, you winning? And maybe you have something similar that's happened to you or a family member, just something to let them know they get it. And I was saying... Remember the Roddy Piper movie, They Live? Yeah. And he put the glasses yeah. on? Uh, yeah, I've seen it a million times. I said, dude, you just got to put those glasses on, man. Because I said, you're going to find the people that understand it, that live it, that fight it. Might be different levels, but they're going to speak the language you speak. And uh, I, I posted a video tonight. It was great. It's a guy from AEW. And it's a pro wrestler by the name of Eddie Kingston. And he talks about the battles that he's gone through with his mental health. And so, yeah, it was pretty wild leaving here the other night. Uh, like I said, it ended up being almost close to two hours. And it's pretty wild. But just for this show, we're lucky to, I mean, we've been through it. Like I said, two weeks from today is Erica's birthday. It's always a miserable day for me. Um, because she was the one in 2018 when I was separated, that said birthdays matter. And she's the one who said, we never know if we're going to have another one. We're going to celebrate it. She and I went to a dinner, and then six months later, she was gone. So, And we celebrated her birthday and had a great night in 2018. But, again, I appreciate the person reaching out to me the other day. It's incredibly scary. Dave, you just said it. I, I swear it's not hyperbole. I thought there were two, two different times where I thought I, they don't have a gun. Yeah, that's good. Um, but uh, there were two different times relatively early where I thought this thing may end and then it may end. And you just go, holy fuck, I'm not ready for that again. But just reach out for help, man. If you're struggling right now, there are people that will, that will help you get through it. Uh, you do make an impact. There are people that count on you, and there are people that look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. So please 
don't fight it by yourself. Just find find somebody that you can lean on, and uh, and you'll get through it. You know, you mentioned the the root of the problem was a family member. Here's my thinking. Jeff and I actually just had this conversation. Didn't know what you were going to say before we turned the mics on about people that you cut out of your life, people that are toxic in your life, people yeah. that don't make your life your day to day better. Correct. My feeling is with a family member, I always go to the thought of you don't choose family. Right. You're born into it. You didn't choose them and, and meet them, you know, somewhere else and said, I want to be part of that person's life. Right. You kind of stuck with them. To me, it's easy to cut ties with people that are toxic to you in your life, especially if they're family, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, it might not be the popular move, but at the same time, if they don't make your life better, it's easier. Now, at the same time, I think the only one that would hurt, and I bet you would agree with me, is if it was you as a parent and it was your kid that wasn't talking to you. Yeah. That would be tough. Right. But if you're the kid and let's say your parents aren't talking to you, it's easy to kind of cut ties, kind of the way Lisa Ann did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but as far as everyone else, whether it's, I don't know, my feeling is whether it's parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, if, if there's an issue and you're doing fine without those people and they're the ones bringing you down, start cutting people out. And yeah. that goes for Twitter, that goes for Facebook, that goes for all, all that bullshit. Cut it out. Life's too short. I, I always think Deion Sanders, I can't believe I'm quoting Deion Sanders who came up with the line, you spend half your life trying to figure out who you are and the other half living it. Yeah. He's 100% yeah, right on that. He's yeah. 100% right on that. The other thing is, too, and I, I just I say this respectfully, I, I know there are a lot of you that maybe get some minor self-gratification out of posting some thing on Facebook, right? If I, if I can only get 10 people, just stop it. You know, just stop it. it it's... It, Honestly, I, I honestly, every time I look at those things, when I talk to the friend I talked to the other night, when I talked to Erica leading into hers, there was nothing she was going to see on Facebook. And this friend the other night, and we joked about it later on, and I said, well, you really should have just scrolled Facebook because there probably would have been somebody. <laughs> and they laughed. I mean, it, it was, they were mentally very, very tired, but they were okay. But that doesn't address the problem. What addresses the problem is doing what I post religiously on social media, which is checking in on friend. Yeah. And it's making that effort. This idea that you cut and paste and it's, oh, you know, her mother was in the hospital and it's some bullshit story to, you know, I get that. That's cancer or what, whatever, you know, right? Yeah. And gingivitis, whatever you're trying to draw attention to, who fucking knows? It's so stupid. But... Where it really, where you can make a change if you're interested is knowing the people in your group that fight the fight and saying, you good? You winning? And I do that, Dave. I, what, how many people say, no, I'm not? Do they come back to you and say, I'm not? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Because they know they can tell me, no, I'm not, and nothing, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them as best I can. And say, what happened? And that was the deal the other night. Was trying it. It just felt like you were drilling. It almost felt like a dentist. I said at the end of the night. I said, it felt like a dentist. And you were trying to drill and get every bit of the cavity out. And it started with work. And I was like, it's not work related. Because there have been too many positives that came out of work. Then it's about a relationship. Well, how long you've been in the relationship? The relationship's three months. That's not long enough to push you over the edge. Then you just start, and then you kind of just keep drilling and finding and talking and figuring out where it went. It went to the family member. And that's when you realize where they were today or where they were a couple of days ago, they were excited to share who they were. 
Yeah. And, and the battles that they had won, they wanted to establish a connection, and that was denied. And it, and it stung. Yeah. And it hurt. And I got it. And we talked that through. And like I said, man, it was emotional on the other side. And, and I'm with my son, Jack, last night. The call comes in again. And, and quite frankly, I was like, I don't think I'm up for this again. Yeah, it's hard. But the call was to say, hey, I'm just letting you know I'm winning. You answer, and, you answered it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have to. And, uh, and they said, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm winning, man. Like we're, uh, and I said, cool. I said, just win today. I said, get a notepad, man. Get a notepad, old fashioned. Draw the line down the middle. Chalk it up. Keep score. Today I won. Tomorrow I, I maybe not lost, but I just didn't feel as good. And I go, when you start seeing your score and you're 11 to 2 or 12 to, you know, 15 to 4, you'll be like, oh, fuck, okay. Just different things. Celebrate the wins is what we did. So, we got them through it, but um, it, it like every month is that, right? Erica committed suicide in March. What, we're not going to talk about it in March? It happens everywhere, and it's so nasty. It's just so devastating. Our friend Jane Asher uh, does, Jane worked local radio, and we missed her 10 different ways. Like, she went to Sophie right after we left Free FM. We were at iHeart right after she left iHeart. But she's great, and she does a podcast that deals with suicide and deals with a lot of the things of it. She's asked me to go on. So for people Good. that are impacted by it, uh, she wants me to go on and tell Erica's story, which I'm happy to do. So we'll do that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty wild when you get that call. And, and for any of you that are like, oh, yeah, I've gotten that call, and you know, hey, this isn't yeah. just – this isn't just looking for attention. Like, they're, they're hurting. Uh, it's a wild one. So uh, my, my thoughts are with anybody who goes through that. Just hang in and try to do the best you can for the friend on the other side of the line. Yeah, that is, it's, a, it's a tough one. You and I went through a stretch there. We were getting a ton of them, like Holy a week. Holy shit. Well, I had one guy. We were going through it. I was at the belly up. Yeah. And it was on social media and direct messaging. And he was ready. Like, he was done. He was saying gun in the mouth the whole thing. And he was a listener to this show. And, I mean, it was a 5 o'clock happy hour at the belly up. I think Common Sense or local bands playing. And I'm texting this guy trying to do it. And then two days later, this guy's asking for money. Yeah. Remember that guy? I do. And it doesn't, it doesn't diminish whatever the mental challenge was that he was going through. And wherever he is, I hope he's okay. Um, but... You come back 48 hours later and you're like, hey, I need X amount of dollars. You're like, oh, shit. But uh, thankfully, that's the only one we've had like that. You've experienced it. I've experienced it. Uh, we've been pretty candid on this show about a lot of different things we've been through. But like I said, if you're, if you're somebody that understands, and I've never been suicidal. I always say through tonight. Tomorrow could change. I don't expect it to, but I've never been suicidal. But I understand the other part of it. We've talked a lot about it on the show. And if you're somebody that fights it, try to make yourself open to others that may have it a little deeper than you. Because you, you might be the voice that they need to hear. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, I'm going to change the, the mood a little bit. I'm yeah, asking you sure. a Facebook question. How often do you go on Facebook? I'm going to start firing people off Facebook. I've, lit I've literally said to 10 different people, 
don't send me shit on Messenger. Do I don't need to see your I don't need to see the dancing chimpanzee, okay? I don't give a shit. I live a life because what happens when you open Messenger? 10 minutes later you get the guy don't open anything from me. My account got hacked. And I've said <clears throat> notoriously my account is about my kids. And if I lost that account because some fuckhead sends me an attachment, I'd lose my mind. I just had a buddy, just lost everything. His entire Facebook history gone because he opened something. And guys just continue to feel this need like I need to see some goofy video. So I, I, I'm just going to just start dropping, guys. Fuck you should. It. Why not? Yeah, I told you 10 fucking times. Don't send me shit on there. Shithead. Um, but the only thing... You know what I did, Dave? Now, on the, on the app... <laughs> Why don't you just write straight back there? But I'm not going to open this. Don't send me anything on Messenger. I've done it head. 10 times. And they're still just think I'm so fascinated by their sense of humor that they got to send me shit that I don't care about. I, I Honestly, I couldn't care less. Hey, this is really funny. You're going to like it. No, no, I probably won't. Um, but on the, on the app, do you have the app on your phone? Yeah, of course. Um, it doesn't show you birthdays. Oh, it doesn't. No, you're right. You got to go for at least why I am. It doesn't. I always have to see it on my computer. Yeah, that's what I did. So that's the one thing because uh, it was really cool last week. Uh, we could go tonight, right? I think. Yeah, we could go today. Um, people were so nice. And if you're nice enough to take a minute on Facebook to wish me happy birthday, I'm going to write you back. I'm not just going to do the, hey, thank you to everybody who reached out. No, you were nice enough to do it. So I went through it. And now it's like, I haven't done a very good job of wishing friends happy birthday. Yeah. And, I, and that you go, well, that's good. I my, used to do it first thing when I, in the morning. It's kind of cool, right? I, yeah, to get a cup of coffee and just go through it. Yeah. Because, you know, you, yeah. you'll get it oh, in, I, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, I enjoy it when people wish me happy birthday, which... I always hated birthdays, but honestly, Facebook makes you realize people think about you. It's pretty damn nice. And Twitter was great. Instagram was great. So, um, but that's it. Yeah. I have, the reason I asked the question was, I have two friends that pull this move Face on. Pull holds, breaks it up. Yep. No, no. It was, I think that was the second hit. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think that, I think, I don't know. It might've been the first one. I was watching Beyond Your Head, Bumgarner had a perfect game going. And Mookie hit a homer and broke that one up. So I was trying to watch both games. I might have, that might have been the first one. No, I think that was, I think that's it. Pujols broke it up. How about that? There you go. Six and two thirds? I about, think, Dave. How about that? So he's hitting over 260 with yeah. 19 home runs. Yeah. Pretty damn good. I mean, put it this way. Freddie Freeman has 20 home runs. Yeah. You know, not bad. Not bad. For, yeah, that broke it up. You could see Snell's yeah. reaction. Yeah. Um, you wanted to see pool holds do something, you greedy bastards. Sons of bitches. So, um, yeah. anyway, the reason I, I bring up the Facebook, I have two friends that pull this move on Facebook. They both make me laugh. Okay. So, let's say you you go on there and write, hey, what a great week I had in Toronto. Okay? Okay. My buddy will go on there, and no matter what you write, okay, about your trip to Toronto or someone's trip to Italy or whatever else, yeah. he goes... Oh, boy, Toronto is beautiful. Nothing like when I went in, in, a year ago and I was able to spend three months there. And we'll <laughs> always top your story. And even though he never went. You yeah. know the guy, too. Yeah. And he pulls this move about going to Italy, going to Yugoslavia, wherever. Yeah. It's always, he, you might have been there for a week. He was there for two months. <laughs> He's always going to hurt your story. 
Okay, I got another guy that pulls okay. this move. I like the first one a lot because okay. you're in on yeah. the joke. Nobody else knows it. He's, yeah. Okay. Now you you know you know the guy really of well. Of course. Okay. The other guy you know really well too. When anyone point um, post a scene, a picture of like a sunset on by the cliffs yeah. or wherever it is, it could be anywhere. Okay, yeah. it could be Chicago, New York, wherever Central Park. He always writes, "Oh, I've been there. That's where I lost my virginity." <laughs> So every time they look at that picture, they think that's where that guy was fucking. He ruins the picture on purpose. Every time. That's why I, I lost my virginity. I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so when their picture they're so proud to post is now ruined by thinking I, of that guy having sex is. in that spot. I think it's I think it's completely enhanced. <laughs> Two different people do the same shit to ruin your Facebook memory. I don't think it I don't think it ruined it at all. I think it made it that much better. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you know, both of them work really well, but I can't say they're Why name. do we hang out with these people? I don't know. It just, it cracked me up. I, I caught it today, the second one. Yeah. And it goes, yeah, that's my thing. That's what I do. And I was like, holy shit. Can you imagine that? Yeah. He clearly, did, like, I have, both my parents are alive and on Facebook. My aunts, yeah. one of whom is very religious, yeah. uh, half a dozen of my cousins, uh, same place. Back-to-back hits, so it's got to be it for Snell, huh? Uh, maybe maybe put Cronenworth right there. Just <laughs> uh, next year, those aren't hits. You know, neither yeah. one of them are hits next year. Um, That's the shift. But, like, my kids are not on there. My ex is on there. A couple of all my exes are on there, uh, including that one. She'd be like, no, that's not where it was. You shut your mouth. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny, dude. Like, aren't they friends with, like, don't they have kids or anybody yeah. that could see their comment? Uh, one of them has kids. One guy doesn't have kids. Yeah. Okay. One of them has kids. Yeah. <laughs> but that's his move. He just got tired of people bragging about their vacations and their yeah. trips. And it's like, I'm a top every one of them. No matter what. You're right. I, uh, I was there a little bit longer. Enjoyed it a little bit more. Oh, that is great. <laughs> that is goddamn great. Um, I said this the other day. Brady Hoke needs to go. Yep. Brady Hoke is such an embarrassment to San Diego State football. And what the way he conducted himself yesterday at the press conference where Will Haskell, they announced he's leaving, Brady Oaks lost his mind. And he, he has no composure anymore. He doesn't know how to handle it. And Saw, of all people, asked a great question. Saw still goes to those? Yeah, what else is he going to do? Okay. How, do, how does Saw get a credential? Like, I mean, he's what got is his website? Is that what he says to them? I guess. I have a website? Oh, you know what, Dave? He does, uh, he's on, I bet he gets it through KUSI. Oh. But Saw asked Brady a great a great question. Yeah, remind me about Saw and KUSI. Yeah. It's the fourth quarterback that they've lost since December. Number four yeah. out of the program. And Saw said, what does that say about your coaching and what does it say to quarterbacks? I'm paraphrasing, but that's what Lee said. Oh, I don't think that's a fair question. That was his answer. Brady's a joke, okay? Brady's a goddamn joke. And J.D. Wicker, you better figure it out, bud. Better figure it out and get that guy out. He's embarrassing the program. The offense sucks. And now when you've lost four quarterbacks since December, and how many people are going to be in, at that Toledo game this weekend? I got friends trying to give me their Toledo tickets like crazy. And, hey, you want these? No. I'm not going out to watch anything from Toledo. Yes. I'm not that bored. 
but you better figure it out with Hoke. I'd fire that guy. The The offense sucks. You're losing what the parents said. The one mother of one of the quarterbacks that left said, no, we did not decide to go different ways. We were basically fired. Wow. We were told the program's making a change. Hoke's embarrassing San Diego State right now. Wow. And he should be out. The kid who left yesterday. Um, and Will Haskins. Will Haskins. So he got in for three plays, handed the ball off for two, completed the third pass. Out. Yeah. They pulled him from the game. Yeah. They don't like the way he's running the offense. Class like, of 2021, big athletic quarterback out of Arizona. The guy one they were bragging about when they got him. Like, correct. This is the guy. Correct. And same thing last year. Very sporadic how they used him. And he got out. Now, I don't know. I mean, we're not there Monday through Friday. They didn't seem phased that he was out. I mean, Brady's like, oh, he wants to play somewhere, so the kids are going to leave. Like, blamed it on this is just the situation. The guy's a freshman. You gave up on him. You Fourth promised guy. him an opportunity. You gave up on him. Fourth guy since December. Uh, terrible. Uh, Snell gets out of it. Another strikeout. Amazing. Good for him. Um, You're but, right. Those were the first two hits. Um, but, so, yeah. Yeah. Time for him to go. But they won't. Well, it, I mean, they should. I mean, things haven't even got as ugly as they will get because, you know, you're going to know what's going to happen legally, what's going to happen around surrounding San Diego State coming up in the, in the next year. Things are going to get uglier, and the heat's going to be even yeah. more pressure about who knew what when. Yeah, and I don't know on that. I don't have any idea what, what Brady knew or what J.D. knew or anything. It'll I'm, all come out. It'll come out, but Dave, I'm looking at the complete embarrassment that the way they're handling the kids on the field. It's terrible. So here's what I find interesting about the Wave playing last Saturday there and selling out, okay, yeah. and setting a record. 32,500. Mm-hmm. That's a sellout. Yeah. Okay. What happened to 35, and what happened expanding to an NFL team? And oh, all shit. The, come on. I mean, you guys all believe that shit? I mean, well, come on. What are we talking here? That, this is why this town can't figure it out, because there are people that believe it can expand. It won't. There's no luxury boxes in there. That's where the money is. Look at Allegiant. Look at SoFi. Look at, look at U.S. Bank and then stop. Yep. That's all you have to do. And then look at Snapdragon. It's, it's just stupid. And I'm sorry. You got guys like Coach that just talk and don't put any. Ben Higgins, another guy, just talks. Put, doesn't mean any harm, but it's ridiculous that you put that stuff out there because people take it as fact. It's not fact. The NFL is not coming back here anytime soon. The NBA is not coming here. The NHL isn't coming here. That's fact. They're not coming. Joe Sy lives in San Diego, owns an NBA team, and had zero interest in working towards building an exactly arena. Right. He is an NBA owner and said, I'm not interested, was contacted about building an arena, said, I can't make it work. You know who would know? A guy worth a billion dollars. Right? I mean, it's just it. But you just walk around like the emperor's new clothes with your head in the sand thinking, oh, yeah, we can expand that. Who the fuck's going to pay for that? You'd have to tear it down and rebuild it. You have to start all over. I mean, you're talking expanding. You have to double it. You have to double the the amount of seats that are in there right now. You know how hot that would be? (laughs) Do you? No, it's just, it's a wreck. I think I just took the game time app off my phone. How come? I because it burns the shit out of my battery. I think I'm going to AT&T. Um, but let's see. Uh, but 
But I bet, what do you think we could get in for this weekend, San Diego State? I'll say as low as $10. I don't think it's there yet. Let's see. Uh, let's try Vivid Seats. Not Vivid.com, you goddamn pervert. <laughs> get it together over there. Uh, let's see. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's embarrassing. That thing, I did like when you said about the schedule next year. Well, UCLA comes to town? Yeah, and a few others. Yeah. You meant a Boise State, right? Yeah, you got a few at Nevada. Um, yeah, Nevada, there are a few on there. All right, so uh, real quick about the Hacksaw, where you're looking this thing up. Yeah. Hacksaw and KUSI, last two times I saw this guy on there. On okay? his chair? He's sitting in like... A, $17. $17. $17, Dave, you can get in to the Aztec game this weekend. And there are a shitload of tickets for sale. These scalpers are just taking a bath. Hang on, let me tell you this. Two at 17, one at 19, 20, 21, 21, 21, 22, 22, 22, 22, 23, 25, 25, 25, all the way down, 27, 29, 30. I mean, literally, like if I just said, hey, section 202, $17 a ticket, dude. So if you, right now, if you want to buy four tickets, on Vivid, I'll probably end up getting this shit. I'm okay. Yeah, you're getting in for, I mean, after fees and everything else, you're getting in for 20 bucks a ticket to week three. Did we have friends that bought season tickets this year that spent well over $5,000? Uh, I don't know if Costa spent that oh, much, but Jesus. he spent a lot. I believe it was over 5000 for my. Oh, boy. How'd that feel? I don't know. He's missing the game this week, and he's in Scotland. Um, yeah. By the way, so Hacksaw, sitting in that guy dang Archie Bunker chair yeah. in his suit. In his suit, yep. he wears a suit, but he goes to Sully's show in like a beat-up old crew neck. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, yeah, Savannah Bananas crew neck or something. Okay. It's bizarre. But the best part of this, of him on TV, is when his wife is in the background. What's she doing back there? Dude, she's sitting in another chair about 10 feet away. She's in the shot, but she's not yeah. facing the camera. She's facing the other way. Like, if he's facing west, he, she's, she's facing south. She's watching Fox 5. Probably watching Fox 5. And she's rocking in that chair. She is. Like he does like she's not aware the guy next to her is on TV. The Bubba's on TV? Yeah. And he's just she's just rocking back and forth. Looks like she's knitting. And he's just sitting there, man, to his best of his ability, telling whoever the fuck he's talking getting to. Getting after it. Getting after it about what's going on. And man, I can't stop staring at her. Because it's such a distraction. It's like a kid in the background dancing. I think I met her one time Never met her. At iHeart incredibly nice did she get burned in that fire too the one hacksaw was suffered she through? would not have put up with that she would not she would have and i believe i don't know that i actually ever met scotty mahan i don't think i actually met him i think scotty was coming in one day and i didn't meet him but he, he's very proud of his son as yeah. he should be scotty did great at wrestler at rancho bernardo yep. has pilot's license but i believe i met saws i swear it would have been like right back in 07 and incredibly nice. I, I could be wrong in that. It could be. I might be mixing it up with. Doesn't. I'm sorry. Does does Hex? I have two kids. Is it two boys? Yes. Okay. And I, Scotty is the one. I, the name I remember. We just knew that because he was in high school. The other, the older one, was in college. But when the only reason why is Scotty was at Ranch Bernardo. Yeah. When we were at um, Extra, when we were there with Lee, and he was doing great. He was part of the wrestling program, and then. No, he went on and got... I like talking to Lee about him. Yeah, I was like talking to him about the kids. The, I remember when I first started in radio. I was, again, it was at 690. 
Yeah. Hacksaw was a huge star in this town. Yeah. I was just an intern. Like, I literally was answering phones and grabbing carts. Right. For Dave Marcus for the night show. Right. And uh, <laughs> Mason I, in Ireland? No, no. It was, it was Mason, Mason and Schwartz. Schwartz. And, um, and it was, you know, you remember you had to pile all those carts up? What a pain Fuck, in the dude, ass. Dude, I ran the board. I just do God that shit every day. Ridiculous. Five hour show. And then, uh, but I remember saying to Lee, and I was maybe two months in, and Josh was born almost the day that I started, okay, yeah. over there. And I said to him something like, man, I don't know how you do your schedule like this with kids. I just had my first one. <laughs> your problem, not mine, Bubba. And just yeah. kept walking. And yeah. I was just like, all right. And that was, that was one of those Lee-isms. But the funniest one I ever had with Lee was at Charger Park. Oh, boy. Where I was just named director of operations for ESPN in San Diego. Right. And Lee wanted a job. Oh, really? Remember, Lee wanted a job. He wanted a chance to do Where a show. Where was he at, though? He was at he 690. Wasn't, at the time, I don't think he was working. I think he was out. And um, we're sitting there talking, just him and me. Yeah. And he's talking in the hacksaw voice. Of course. Like he's doing the like show. Like Billy Warndell used to do. Yeah. All loud, just the whole best 15 minutes in sports in that tone. Yeah. And I just was like, fuck, Paul. Enough. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. And I just lost my shit on him. And not trying to be a dick to Lee. Lee hasn't always been a dick to us. No. But there are times Lee's, he's he's been a dick and at times he, yeah. he's been fine. Lee's but, feelings are hurt. Yeah. Lee, uh, Lee can shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, Lee's Lee, lucky I ever forgave him. The day Dave, Rosie, and Sherrod got blown out at 1090. These are guys that he had known and guys that he had worked with. And within 15 minutes of these guys getting fired, Lee calls his bad news for those guys. Lee was convinced I was going to work with him, which I never would do. I'll say it here. I'd say it directly to his face. There's no way I could trust that guy. No way I was going to work with him. My kids were four years old. They had just been born. That was a pretty good paying gig, and we walked away from it because to me it would have been career suicide. If he was sitting here, I'd tell it to his face. I have no problem saying it. But I was so disgusted by the way that he called and said, we have to think of a funny name for this show. Funny name. That's what he thought. I know. And, and so he funny. said, like, the loose cannons. And oh, boy. You had always showed respect to him. Yeah. I, I can't speak for he Rosie. He was one of the reasons I got into the business. I never hit that. Yeah. Rosie and Sherrod, I can't speak for, but I'm pretty sure they did. Those are two of my favorite guys. And, dude, he couldn't have given less of a fuck. And, yeah. and that's when I said, I'm out. Yeah. So his feelings are hurt. I'm fine with them because when we left, I said it. He wrote me a really, really nice email, and I really appreciated it. But I, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I worried about that shit. I was really pissed at him about the 1090 thing because basically he was friends with the boss. Right. The whole idea was he's going to save his job because he was supposed to be the first guy blown out. He was. He was going to save his job. To, by rat fucking you. By rat fucking me. So I was pissed for years. When Jake passed, he, he called me some nice notes. Last few years, he's been upset with you and Mike. You know, he's sitting there and written me and said, hey, what the fuck? Oh, write him back. Say, hey, do you remember when you said we should think of a funny name? You should have said. You beady-eyed gonna... little shit. <laughs> there you go with that beady-eyed again. <laughs> Uh, Sounds a good so, dude, man. So, dude, could, you should have said to him, didn't what you dying to know what he would have come up with? You should have said to him, I'll tell you what, Lee, I'm going to leave that up to you. You find the name and I'll, I'll, well, I'll sign off. I'll it. say it right yeah. here because he doesn't want to hear it. Norm Foyer told me at lunch at uh, the strip club in La Jolla, which at that mall, which is now being torn out, right at Costa Verde. Yeah. And Dave Zerati was there. 
Norm Foyer said, work with him for 30 days, and if it doesn't work, uh, he's out. Yeah. And you can bring anybody in except Darren Smith. Except Darren. He <laughs> knew that that's not for this show to talk about. There was <laughs> there was things that had happened between yeah. Darren's side and Norm's management side. Yeah. It's not for us to go into. Out of respect to Darren, I couldn't give less of a fuck about Norm Foyer. It's normal life. Who gives a shit? What a fucking dipshit. I, I love when guys in local radio. Honestly, God, I wasn't saying that to be a smartass. I just uh, assumed his health was so fucking, bad that there's no way that guy's still alive. More fucking guys that came through this town that don't know shit. Yeah. And w- way overstayed their welcome. And Norm Foyer and Mike Shepard are two guys at the top of that list. Norm had that electric door on his office. Remember that? Like Matt Lauer? Yeah, he had the button. Creeper? Yeah. I don't know if he was a creeper, but Matt Lauer was. But, uh, yeah, that's what they said to me. When Dave got let go at 1090, and and I could sit there and tell, but Dave Izzerati, our friend who's the voice of Bob Baker Lexus, was the third guy there. And I said to Izzerati, you have to go to this lunch because otherwise it becomes he said, he said. Yeah. You have to be there at this lunch. And I've told this story. And this I said. This we had the tomato on his shirt? He, yeah. Norm Foyer looked like Buddy Hackett. He did. And he ordered, what a, like a club sandwich. And about two bites in, he has, it's bigger than a silver dollar. It's, he drops like a disc-sized tomato on his dress shirt, yeah. where it sat for the remainder of the lunch. <laughs> and, and that's when he tried to tell us that uh, Morning Drive didn't matter anymore for ratings. That's what he tried to tell me. That it was all about the afternoons, the mornings. I was like, oh, really? Because Rickards and uh, Eddie yeah. Papani and some other guys seemed to be doing pretty well Jeff in this and time. Jeff at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys were still here. And uh, Nolan and Kim. What? And then, uh, and so I said, he said, why don't you want to work with him? And I said, because I don't trust him. And he said, well, you give it 30 days. Norm said, we give it, and this is an hour into the lunch, yeah. right? And he said, we give it 30 days. And I said, yeah. And he goes, he said, I'm just asking you to give it a legit 30. I said, I'm with you. But I said, but at the end of 30 days, what if it's not working? And Norm Foyer said to me at the lunch, he's out. And you can, it felt very much like when Berger and Prescott left KGB to go to 91X and Chainsaw had a say in finding Dave Rickards. Yeah. And he said, I'll give you, uh, you and I will figure out who's coming in to do it, but it's not going to be Palais. And I'm like, well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure that was 100% the way it went. He I don't did. think there's anyone listening to this right now does not believe that's the way it went. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I'll get to you in a second. I'm so sick of you I'm already sick today. Of your shit. Go and ahead. Then, and then he said, and it's not uh, Darren. He goes, it won't be Darren. That's funny. But Darren worked there. It wasn't like Darren was out of a job. Darren was right. still working there in, in after, uh, doing 12 right. o'clock. Well, yeah, because the day you got fired, and they said they were making a change in the morning, and they said Rosie and Sherrod were out. Kaplan was coming back. They were adding Rome. So I was like, all right, well, I guess Darren's coming to mornings. And I was like, okay. So I says, it me and Darren? No, Darren's working middays. And that's when that little fucking snake in the grass, Shep, who said every day that he wanted to fire Hacksaw. Yep, every, every day. day oh, I'm going to fire Hacksaw. I can't stand Hacksaw. That's when Mike Shepard said on a call, hey, hey, buddy. Remember how I talked? Yeah. Little fucking phony. 
Uh, hey, buddy, I'm super excited about the opportunity of putting you together with Saw. And that's when I just said, are you out of your fucking mind, Shep? Are you fucking lying? Shep, what the fuck did you do? Oh, I lost my mind screaming at him. And then, uh, and that's absolutely true. That's 100% true. There's nobody, Mike Shepard and Norm Foyer cannot deny that. It's exactly what happened. That's the day. I never liked Shep. He had no part being in there. But whatever, he's a little shit. He's <laughs> a little shit. And then, uh, but when he said that, I was like, you're fucking gutless. You're a gutless little fucking twerp. Little beady-eyed little fucking twerp. He is a beady-eyed twerp. Yeah. That one you nailed. Yeah. And so that's when Foyer said at the lunch, we'll fire him. And then they asked me, and I said, that, and this is that story. This is taking people behind the curtain. Um, they had set Scan, ironically, uh, Scanlon and Vincey Glenn were set up because I, I said I'm out. I quit. And Scan and Vincey Glenn were sitting in as, like, guest co-host with Saw yeah. that week. And Foyer said to me, hey, I've got these guys that are sitting in for a couple of days. I was like, that's fine. And, he, and that's when Foyer said to me, hey, do you want to do that? I was like, no. He's like, how come? I go, it's my show. Yeah. I don't need to be a celebrity yeah. guest host on my yeah. show. You're We're at this lunch for my show, yeah. you dipshit. You're auditioning for your own job. Buddy Hackett. And that's when I said to him, yeah. we will make this work. I just don't want Mike Shepard involved. And I said, if we get this to work, uh, I have no problem following chain of command. And if Shep's my boss, it'll be fine. But until we get this done, I do not want Mike Shepard involved. And he said, no problem. And the next day my phone rang and it was Shep. Yeah. And that's why Norm Foyer can go fuck his tiny little fist and why Shep's a little fucking rat face weasel too. I wish I was there the day that Norm Foyer passed out. We was walking through the. I don't. Was, I, there's nothing about that. 100% wish I was there. Where he was walking through the whole administration office and yeah. then all of a sudden dropped to the ground. Yeah. The reason I, I wish I was there, nobody liked him. He had no. zero friends in that building. But he was then a he piece soiled of shit. himself in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I didn't say that. He did. Tell, I That's know. why I don't need to be there. Passed out and shit himself. And then yeah, they wheeled him out on a gurney. I didn't like the guy. I don't want, I don't want anything health-wise. I don't like 100% Shep. percent wish I was there. I would have been the one pointing my finger and laughing my ass off. Just Roll the, his ass out. Just get Gotta the old, go. Just getting the old-fashioned seltzer water gun, just spraying him in the face. Did you shit yourself? Yeah. Katie! Remember the remember Katie, the grouchy HR lady? Yeah. That's your mess, not mine. Get over here, Jimmy Sheen. Donatio! I wish I was there. Frank <laughs> Anthony. I wish I was there. Teddy Mendenhall, Adam Clark. You guys get over here. Everybody on one, heave them up. No way. Yeah, Norm Foyer. <laughs> What's he going to do? Norm Foyer, the day he got hired running 1090, he was in this back office that Tex Meyer had worked in and then eventually Glickenhouse. Oh, fuck, yeah. And we all had to go meet with him. <laughs> go ahead. Fucking, what comes to your mind? Because I know exactly what comes to my mind. Because the the guy who was the backbone of that station for us and probably for to the end was Darren. Darren was the backbone of that station. He really was. And, uh, <laughs> and so we all have to go in and do these like five minute sit downs with the fucking Godfather, right? We all got to go meet Norm Foyer. So 
Dave and I are doing mornings, so we're off at like 10, right? The yeah. fucking show went forever. So it was you and me, Johnny Pratt, and uh, and Woo, Bobby Waldridge. Yeah. But Darren comes in. <laughs> I think Rosie and Sherrod had done theirs. And like right where you're talking, where Norm took a header. I, I go out, <laughs> and I see Darren. And I go, how'd it go? And I don't give a fuck. Darren, Darren doesn't give a shit. I'm not talking out of school. Darren goes, well, I walked in and I said, hi, Norm, I'm Darren Smith. And Norm said to him, well, hi, Darren, what do you do here? Been here for 10 years. I'm the fucking backbone of your station, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're fucking dead. We are dead. Oh, my God. They had that little, that other little geek from Florida. That yeah. had and we walked out with him. He said, "You'll never see us. You'll never see me again." Uh, yeah, that's oh, right. What a disaster! But local radio. I, I mean, I had lunch with the sales guy, our friend Eric Graves, who was in radio locally for forty years the other day, and we were just talking and you know, exchanging stories. But yeah, I mean, when I get it, we hadn't been there very long. But when the guy who's been the backbone of the station for ten years walks in, and the new GM's like. Hey, hi, Darren. What do you do here? Like, oh, boy. You know, it's funny, man. I, it was part of our lives, you know, and at one point it was probably the most important thing to me. Like, the most important thing to me. It so means very little to me. Like, right. I, I don't listen to radio anymore. I, I just, I don't. I listen to so many different things. I listen to Sirius or I listen to podcasts. Yeah. But it's something that I, I'm very happy that I, I'm not doing anymore. You know, people ask us that question all the time. Do you want to get back on? Absolutely not. We have not applied for another job since we left in 20, 2016. Yeah, I don't think we'd applied in 2016. Yeah. No, we didn't. No. Honest God, we didn't. We didn't ask our agent to find anything. We didn't do anything. Well, we still have. Still the best in the business, yeah. Heather Cohen. Yeah, we still have a great agent. The, but the, my, my point is, I don't miss any, any of that part of my life. You Ernie know? doesn't either. Ernie yeah. Martinez works with me at Upper Deck. Yeah. And we laugh about different things going on. Like, I... Uh, like I like it's funny, man. Like all the stuff Coach has done for twenty five years that never was really relatable for me because I didn't pay attention when when I was out. I didn't have kids, so if Coach was talking about Mount Miguel taking on Mountain View, I, I didn't give a shit. But now when he's talking about Poway, I want to hear about Dylan Curry, right? And then if he's talking about Steel Canyon or Grossmont or Helix or any of those guys, yeah, uh, Cathedral. Like, I, I just love what he does. And we say it all the time. Jimmy Russell and, and John Schaefer uh, do a great job, man, talking Padre baseball. I love, uh, by the way, I don't think we sent condolences out a couple of weeks late. Chris Hello's mother passed away. Yeah, Chris Hello's mom and uh, Elson's mom. Yeah, and Ello's probably the guy I've known the longest in San Diego radio, going back to early days at KSDO. But I love what, what Ello and, and Junior and even Mixon Scraby in, right? Those guys have a really nice chemistry for what they do. So there's still shows locally that still have that kind no, of good charisma for them. I'm and just personality. saying it's not something I miss. It's, but, it's not part of my life. No, I, no. I, and for all the guys doing it, God bless them, man. Go do it and fight that grind. We get it. Darren's fun. Now that I can hear Darren again on 760. By the way, they got to, uh, anyone that works at 760, like in my car, yeah. it has the picture of the station. Yeah. It says the Patriot. It doesn't have the new logo or sports or oh. anything. 
Why don't you call Chevy and talk to them about that? I'm just that, saying, maybe you guys want to get your shit together. You guys made maybe a big they, maybe move. Maybe they want you to get your shit together. Why don't together? you focus here and go, hey, you know what? If I'm flipping through, I'm not going to listen to the Patriot, but I might listen to sports. I don't, I don't have that problem in my car. You don't have pictures? Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't need pictures. I'm trying to focus on the road. Are you not like you? With your head on collisions on the freeway with yeah. two cars? You can't control yourself? Yeah, the Patriot. Like the, you think that's the biggest concern? I'm just saying, you might want to fix it, all right? And, and fuck, dude, fix some of these goddamn apps. Holy shit. I, I listen to most radio through apps if I listen to the radio. You do? Yeah, and, and barely ever. I listen to my car. Or I listen right here on, on Alexa. We have one right next to us. I'll sit there and say, play so-and-so. But that's, that's about it. I don't, I'm sure as fuck don't get in the car and go right to the radio. Dude, I'm driving all the time, so that's it. Mornings at Stern. When I'm in the car is when I seem to make my phone calls. Like, you know that's what I mean? pretty good, yeah. It's, it's just time to catch up. Like you talked about at the very beginning of the show. It's when you do your catch-ups. Yeah. You check in on people. Uh, my son made me a Spotify playlist, and it's great because during the morning, I usually will talk to him. I have about a 35-minute drive, and he'll catch me. We'll talk about the morning, talk about practice yeah. for both of them. And then, uh, and then just for the final stretch, it's just Spotify. And then at noon, I go back and forth between Coach and uh, and Darren. Like Darren, Darren getting to seven sixty. He's got his old show back. It's good. Good. And uh, and then the afternoon, if I'm out, you know, coming home, I I do. I like Jimmy and, and Schaefer. I like those guys. And then uh, and dude, Junior and Agler for me are so good doing these games. Man, they are so good. Those two guys together. I dig it. Junior said it. Dave, I was sitting there, had him on. I don't know if you were listening on the radio, but it was before the game last Friday in Arizona. And it was right when, I think, I don't know, I think we had been here Thursday. Okay. And we were talking about how everybody was booing Soto and, right, how crazy it was. And Agler set him up perfectly. Said, hey, I know you went and watched batting practice today. And Junior said he's about to come out of it. Because everything he was doing, he was hitting to left field. Yeah. And he said, I just sat there and watched him. And you're like, okay. And then Soto made an out, first at bat, and Junior said he's about to come out of it. You can see a difference even on that ball that he just hit that made the out. And now Soto's like, I mean. He's been on fire. Yeah. But it's just the chemistry between those two guys, they kind of found it. And Scan's done a great job. Scan's only problem last night. And very, very minor complaint. Bob does a really nice job when he was has... Scan, to, was Scan doing... Uh, Scan was, was doing play-by-play on, play play on radio because Agler was on TV. I think Don was doing the game for TBS. Okay. And, uh, again, you don't do play-by-play play that often, but when Poolholtz is walking up for his first at-bat, you can hear the crowd going, and Bob's giving a stat about Clevenger. That could have been held. Yeah. I mean, very, very minor, but... But uh, but Scan does a great job. Mud does a great job when he goes in there. I mean, dude, you finally got some depth on that. Well, I shouldn't say it like that because you used to have Ted and Bob Chandler and Dave Campbell and and Jerry. I mean, that was a pretty solid group. But dude, right now when you've got uh, Mud and Don, Tony and Junior, but Scan can step in too and do play by play. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad at all. I was gonna ask you. You mentioned your son. I don't know which one you're talking to. I'm assuming you're talking to Kate in the morning because Jack's probably working Talk out. Talk to both of them. Okay. 
Jack is is very good at social media. Like he's yes. active on social media. He knows how to do it. He's, he's good at it. Do any of your kids, either one of your kids, have a desire to make money off social media? You're seeing so many people who make money. Like I saw a guy on TikTok that they make seven hundred fifty thousand per post on TikTok. I think uh, the thing that my kids one hundred percent got from me is they're interested in making money with doing the least amount of work possible. Okay. So they're very focused on that. If they could find a way to uh, get paid while taking a nap, uh, making a bagel, <clears throat> watching Netflix with the dog, if that would pay them 100000 a year, I think they'd be interested. They'd want to hear what you had to say. So, yeah, anything like that that can pay them money, anything that doesn't involve Spanish. Yeah. Uh, I might have to fight a Spanish teacher. I think Jesus I might. Jesus Christ. Dude, how stupid is this? You got a Spanish teacher at Helix. Now, again, I'm only getting half the story, but I'm pretty sure it's... I think this is right. Okay. I have a Spanish teacher at Helix that had reached out to me, was a little concerned about attitude, and I said, let me hear it. I'll address it. I appreciate you letting me know, and I did. But then last night I heard that a presentation was given in Spanish. My son who struggles in that class, like I did, uh, seeked out help from a friend, a friend of their mom's, who's fluent in Spanish, and said, I need help. I'm not doing well, and I want to, looking at, want to be an A student. That's clearly not anything they got from me. And went and got assist, basically like having a tutor. Okay. And went through it, put the time in while also going to practice in the afternoon and doing chores and doing everything else. But went to this tutor and studied and made their presentation. But because there were certain sentence fragments that they had not talked about in the class, but he used them in the presentation because in the course of learning it from the tutor, that's how he learned it. The teacher told him, we haven't got to that yet, so I'm not going to give you credit for that. Oh, I said, that might be a bad afternoon. For that <laughs> I just said, there's, I, I just said to my son, I go, I want to hear his part. But honestly, Dave, there's no walk of life. There's no job in any walk of life where if you're putting in the time to be better. Yeah. And you do something that makes it better where you should be punished. And that to me, I've never said anything negative about teachers. They had a fucking bullshit pres, uh, principal at Rolando Elementary who was awful, probably still there is a complete joke. But I was just like, oh, boy. We'll let this guy have a say, but I may have to go in there. You're going to set up a meeting? Yeah, and I'm just going to be doing this. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? It's not going to go well. Dude, I swear to God, one solid punch in the chest reminds people. What if the, you're the one taking the punch in the chest? Oh, I could take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here you go. Okay. I'm going to throw something at you as far as social media goes. Number one, I noticed when I was traveling the last week, there are girls at every ballpark who, between innings, have their own photographers with them. It's especially crazy. at the Mets game. Yeah. And, and they immediately are posing in different clothes, Mets right. starter jackets, without the jacket, with the jersey. With the, there's so many people trying to become Instagram famous. Yeah. And you're going, holy shit. No offense to the girls at the Mets games, but holy shit, in California, you're a California four. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You, you got news for you. You aren't what you think you are in Queens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
But um, it was one of those things I was surprised at. So I'm, I'm amazed by these the influencers. And we all know about Kardashians and everything else. But mm-hmm. LeBron James, for example, Jeff, he makes $614,000 per game. Okay? Okay. Le- LeBron James makes 428000 per Instagram post. How does that happen? Is that like, amazing? Where is that money coming from? I have no idea how and it how fucking do, works. I, I mean, that would be my question for Dan. But that's how, like, how many followers he have. It's like uh, uh, yeah. Ronaldo has more yeah. followers than anybody. But it's, I mean, and you look at the Kardashians, they're making more than a million dollars per post. I'm trying to think of who, well, Lisa. Yes, and Lisa, Lisa has stuff. Like, you know what I mean? She Fit has soda. Yeah, I mean, she has, when we went to her apartment, she had tons of stuff stacked up of, of just product. Like when you and I were doing radio, yeah. we had stuff given to us all the time. Yeah. She had tons of stuff that they obviously is sent to her. That's, but I don't know. I, I honestly can't. Don't know think, how it works that way. I, be honest but with I, you, don't, I don't know I don't that either. I've ever looked at anything. Like I follow Instagram and I don't have yeah. Snapchat. Front well, of a lot mind. of these, like the Padre Pretties you said at the beginning. Yeah, was, it's a great one. Guarantee is some of those girls are making money. There's Absolutely. girls on the Dodger one that do it. The girls on the Angel ones that, that do it. They, every team has their group of girls. Yeah. And it's not like they're paid by the Dodgers or paid by the Padres. They just found a way to get it, get their niche in it. But yeah, there's this, this one girl on the Dodgers easily is the highest paid. You could tell out of the group because she wears the least amount of clothing. But the oh. Padre girls at the same time, there are some very attractive women in San Diego. The same thing. You become an influencer. Well, that's the thing. Part of the reason too, why, why Laura's coming in and why Erica's coming in. Now you talk Padre baseball when the team broke their heart, but what it's like for them when they go to these games and people recognize them yeah. and some of the uncomfortable things that have happened to them, uh, both inside the ballpark and outside the ballpark, man, they got stories to tell. And I, I mentioned it earlier, but they'll be in here October the 2nd. I think, is that a week from Sunday? I think it's a week from Sunday. Yeah, it's a week from Sunday. Um, they'll be in here telling stories about just going out and Padre baseball. But, I mean, they're on, they're on Twitter all the time. And there's a bunch of them. Michelle, Pirate, right? Yep. She's there all the time. And, like, I, she's always got to put posts up. I don't, I don't see it much from Laura or Erica, but I'm sure they're fighting the same thing. Michelle's always got to put things up, telling guys, calm down on sending her shit in their direct message. Like, guys, guys are a wreck, a complete wreck. But, um, but no, I... You know, though, here's the deal. She posts pictures by herself all the time. Uh-huh. It looks like this girl... She's waiting for me. This attractive girl goes to the games by herself, showing a lot of cleavage with, with yeah. a beer, looking for a beer. So you yeah. can see why guys are going, this poor girl's by herself. She needs so me. So sad. So sad. She needs me. She needs me. She's so sad. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that's That's what exactly. guys think, though. Guys are dumb. Always dumb. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you going to do? By the way, I have this quick before we get out of here. Our friend BK yeah. was part of our fantasy football league. By the way, Dave, I rallied back and beat Lisa Ann. I saw that. Uh, all is fine. Did you let her world. know she's 0-1-2? And teams that start at 0-2 don't make the playoffs? I haven't said anything to her yet because she'll – I did lose to Erica. Um, Badly. All right. At least she didn't talk shit. No, that was nice. She took the high road. Um, Kenyatta's 0-2, so everything's fine in the world. That's right. Lost by like a point. But our friend BK gave tickets to you. You're going to the he, game October the 5th. October 5th. Taking Josh. He's in town. I need to know what – right now, as you look ahead to that game, what do you plan on wearing to the game? 
Um, it's funny. I won't wear uh, I won't wear Dodger shit okay, if it's well, that's good. No, I would never do that. I don't okay. wear any Dodger shit any of the games I went to back east. No, I don't do that. I'm one of those okay. uh, win in Rome kind of a deal. Right. If you're there, you're you're either supporting the team or you you could just I was just going to say when a friend offers you season tickets, yeah. you're not wearing Dodger. Not like shit. Seinfeld when wearing the Orioles hat, the owner's box. Yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not, not pulling all right, that. That's move. all I. Uh, no, 100 percent want to wear it. No, if they were playing the Dodgers, I'd probably wear something Dodgers. But no, 100 um, percent not. I'm not definitely not looking for attention. I get enough people that yell "fuck you" at me nonstop. Well, at I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. Now we don't need you wearing Padre gear. No, I'm but not. you can wear. Go down there, Benita Vista. Whatever. whatever. It's, I'm excited. We're going. It's the last game of the year. Yeah. It's funny. BK put that in a group message. Nobody responded except one person said they couldn't go. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going." Yeah. My that's kid's Eric's a huge birthday. Padre fan. I'm, so I'm going. So we won't even, dude. We won't have a show that night. So yeah. you guys can hang out. There you go. No, looking, uh, looking forward to that. Um, again, thanks to BK. Even talked to uh, to Kenyatta today on the phone. How about that? Is he? I got uh, for <laughs> off the air. I got to go. I'm changing my cell phone. Yeah. So I think I'm going to AT and T. Call him up. Give him the business. My guy, right? Yep. Give him the business. Oh, what shit. are you, T-Mobile now? Uh yeah. If he manages AT and T like he manages his football team, just be. But if he manages it like he manages his women, hey! you're in good shape. Hey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's true. I love that kid. Hey, Did you is, see? Put the ahead. clip of you bad mouthing him the other day. <laughs> he put it. He put it up yeah. on, on social media. Yeah. I saw that. I, saw I don't that. know that we can ever change that football league. There's nobody in that league we could get. I swear. Yeah. I think we have the best league ever. We have. The, we have a great group of guys. Guys are getting a little salty. Cracks me up. But it's all like, fun. Kenyatta writes. Every guy in the league is extremely nice. Kenyatta yeah. writes on there. Who who has who has Waddle and who has Tyreek Hill? Yeah, and Gavin lit him up. Right away. Look it up yourself, you lazy fuck. And I'm like, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, God dang, man. It was like, wait a it second. Changed, I thought we're all brothers here. What happened? It changed our friend Bob Hunt, who was the nicest guy in town. We've ruined it, Bob. He's angry, Bob. Dean's like, what happened? My dad. What happened my dad? <laughs> I don't know. We got Pete out of there. We don't have Pete Coronado Pete to push around anymore. So, damn. Billy's team's doing great. Did you see that? <laughs> Billy's never on the chat. He said, yeah. I unloaded that anchor, Pete. I'm, yeah. Better He's, days are ahead. The one thing he, he added under the chat. Yeah, he beat the shit out of me the other day, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. funny as hell. Oh, and my dude, gosh. Then we have the league that Eric is in, and I get a text from Fluger. <laughs> Hey, tell Jack, thanks for letting me kick his ass. It's the funniest thing. They're trash-shocking 14-year-old. My sons love it. They're in it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. want to mention uh, Dan Williams, again, one of the guys in our league. But Dan's a great guy. Dan's a guy that will help you out tremendously. We say this all the time. Couldn't mean it more. It is the best phone call you're going to make. If you're in a situation, you know someone that's in a situation where debt is a, is a problem and they're worried about their bills every month, Let's get out of debt. Dan can help you out. You got to give him a call. He'll also want to help you get out of the rental market. Let's really start moving you forward like a real adult should. Let's own some property and let's get out of debt. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Yeah, found out tonight. Thought two years ago when I uh, set up that medical insurance. Pretty sure I checked the one where the box was maximum out of pocket 2000 Nah, the one I hit was maximum out-of-pocket 4000 Yay for me. Yeah, good job. Got a $3,800 medical bill today. So I never get sick. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> fuck. I know. 
Now, thankfully, uh, you can work that out, but it's one of the reasons why you want to borrow smart, repay smart, because when you get hit with a $3,800 medical bill, you want to be able to figure out, okay, well, I can put it here, or I can put it there, and you have those different options. If you are not following the plan that Dan gave you, they're going to be like, no, you can figure out how to come up with that 3800 right now, or you can do it at about 47% interest. So again, when those situations come up, it could be unexpected medical bills. It could be braces for your kids, right? There are different challenges, flat tires. People, people deal with car issues all the time. Yeah. God, are you seeing this? Catalytic converters getting stolen oh, all around? All the time. Oh my God, it's brutal. And you got to come up with a way to pay for all that. That's why Dan's system can help. And then ultimately can help you get in either a brand new car or your brand new house. Give Dan a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Make sure you call Brian Curry. You're looking for that brand new home. Again, selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 25 years. You won the President's Elite Award with Caldwell Banker, top 1% internationally. He's the guy that's the best in the business when it comes to San Diego County. Look, if you want the most for your home, there's only one person you're going to call at the same time. If you're looking for that best neighborhood to say, look, we need a great school district. We're looking for some, maybe to downsize because it's only two of us now. Brian's your guy. Again, call him at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Swear to God, I can tell you what happened in a meeting uh, with Norm Foyer in 2012. And I cannot tell you, I think it was Brian's birthday the other day. Oh, shit. I think it was. But I'm not. <laughs> uh, I think it was. So BC, and if he's like, no, my birthday is May 3rd. Well, then it's on me. But I swear, I feel like the other day when I was making the circuit, trying to catch up with everybody and wish him happy birthday, I feel like we sent one to him. We're laughing. Because they showed Trevor just paying attention, watching the game, and his wife made him do a selfie, and then he just fires up the big grid. He knew what to do. Tracy had the phone in front of the face. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Yeah, housing market right now. Man, oh, man, Dave, it's, it's hard to tell, right? Gas prices are starting to go back up. We're still dealing with that inflation. Cost everywhere. God damn, I went to Subway tonight. You just go to Subway. All you're getting is just a regular sandwich and, and a drink and a bag of chips. It's 14 bucks. It's like, what happened? What happened to the $5 deal? Um, but everything's going up. And one of the things that are definitely going up are the house uh, home prices. So maybe you're looking to sell. Is now the right time to sell? Or is the market going to continue to go up? You say, well, I don't want to sell my house for 800000 and have it be worth one point two in a year. But I also don't want to wait on selling my house for 800000 and have it be down to six hundred in a year. So that's why you want to give Brian a call. He can assist with uh, making the right decisions, whether you're looking to buy or to sell. Make sure to ask him about how those Poway Titans are doing as well. There you go. Taylor May Pools, people just asked, actually, reach out to you and I today about, yeah. hey, give me that number again for Alan Taylor. Sure, I got nothing to do. Taylor May Pools, look, Alan Taylor knows what he's doing. You got to get on his calendar. It's going to warm up this weekend. You're going to wish yep. you had that pool again. Ask about available financing. Again, the pool of your dreams is right there, a phone call away. All you have to do is call 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Only a couple of days, but Monday and Tuesday, it's going to be 95 degrees throughout San Diego again. And that would have been another perfect day where you say, gosh, dang, Monday night football is going on. Padre baseball is down at the, at the stretch. It's so fun. Let's just relax, barbecue, hang out in our tailor-made pool. 
and make sure that uh, we get through the heat wave. Well, if you haven't done it yet, make the call now. Doesn't mean it'll be installed and ready to go for Monday or Tuesday, but it can definitely be ready for the hot days that are going to happen next spring. What a catch. And uh, in the spring and in the summer, uh, man, there is nothing like the TaylorMade pool. And yeah, shout out to the friend who's heard 9,000 of these shows, has talked to us about it over and over again, and then calls and says, um, what's the name of the pool guy? And I said, damn it, Katie Temple. I've told you a thousand times, TaylorMade pools. (laughs) Kyle Flugers, you want to talk to when it comes to websites and basically making your business more productive. Kyle's an easy guy to get a hold of, yep. man. I called him yesterday, left a message within five minutes, calling me right back as he's sitting there making his drive. He's on his way to a concert, and he said, what do you need? What can I help you out with? When do you want me to come over, and I'll, I'll, I'll take care of everything for you. He's very, very easy to work with, and again, he's going to help your business grow. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. When a guy takes your call on the way to the Poco concert, that's <laughs> a pretty good guy. Uh, yeah, Flugs has done an amazing job with jakesprojects.org. Thank you to everybody who has reached out. We had a couple of people reach out, Dave, over the weekend and just checking in, making donations. Uh, Like we said, we'll still at one point find a ballpark, but we are still looking for kids that are playing baseball, lacrosse, cross-country, basketball, wrestling, any of those different sports where they're now required to buy a lot more equipment than they may have had to in the past. And financially, it can be a challenge to do so. If you're looking to do that, drop us a note. Again, at jakesprojects.org, we can, uh, we'll do our best to help you out. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going September 22nd. That's the okay. date tomorrow from where we're at right now. I picked the 22nd because it's uh, Josh's birthday tomorrow. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Josh. All right, here we go. Three of them on here. We have uh, Scott Bayo. Uh. I'm not even going to joke about that guy because my date for the 25th anniversary party will be Nicole Eggert. I don't want that getting back to her. (laughs) Scott Bayo tomorrow is going to be 60. 62. Really? This will be a weird number. It is a weird number. I'm going to say 11 million. $4 million. Okay. How tall do you think Scott Bayo is? It's a good question, too. I'll say uh, 5'11". 5'9". He's a little twerp. He's a twerp, huh? Yeah. What a weird fucking guy he turned out to he be. He sure huh? did. So if he's 5'9", how tall is Willie Ames? Yeah, 5'4"? <laughs> no shit. No shit. I always thought Scott Bayo was like over six feet. Do you think if we asked Willie Ames if he could find time on his schedule to be on the podcast, he could find it? <laughs> Imagine. I think he, he's one of those guys that found Jesus. He's super religious. All tatted out now? Yeah. yeah. He'd probably have some good stories. I'm sure. I bet he's no fun. But he's boring as hell. If, would you rather have Willie Ames or Kirk Cameron? Oh, or Mario Lopez? I think they're all uh, annoying people. I, honestly, God, I think Mario Lopez might be the one guy that if we put on this show, we'd lose listeners immediately. We would. And the funny thing, Charger Raiders 95? Yeah. I was at uh, Qualcomm Stadium in the back row, up like where Al Davis would sit. And, dude, he ended up sitting down next to me. He could not have been a nicer guy. And yeah. it was right when everything was going on. He was a Chula Vista guy. He yeah. was. Yep. And super nice, just talking, you know, radio, like, hey, what's up? And, uh, dude, he was a super nice guy. But, boy, yeah, people in this town no longer, right? No, I have a friend of mine that used to date him back in the 90s. Yeah. You know her. And uh, whenever she drinks, she just drops that line. <laughs> 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 I tore right at her husband. Can't tell me what to do. 
I used to date Mario Lopez. <laughs> what did that happen? I have no idea. We all did the same thing. What? What is that? That's the hill you're dying on right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, oh boy, that's funny. Yeah, I like that. All right. Oh my God. All right. Uh, Andrea Bocelli. Dude, what a machine, huh? Yep. What a machine. 67. 64. Okay. 300 million. That's what I would have guessed, honestly. It's $100 million is what they say. Dude, I just saw him doing uh, doing a song with uh, Ed Sheeran. And it yeah. was pretty cool. Um, Hater, another one. Another safe. Pods win. Pods win. Take the series. Um, yeah, I like Bocelli, man. That guy's that guy's pretty cool. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to say that's it. Hundred million, but uh, I would have figured higher. I did too. All right, last one, Ronaldo. Oh damn, dude, this is uh, age surprised me on this one. Thirty six. Forty six. Is that right? Yeah, forty six. Six hundred million. Five hundred million. I'll give that okay. to you. I'm sure it's probably closer to six hundred with everything else. Okay. All right, here we go. What was one of your best childhood memories? Oh, oh, I like this. Um, it's the one I tell my mom all the time. It, it, it just, it's great. Dave, you'll get it as a parent. My mom, my mom was a single mom and always really went out of her way to make sure that things were cool for my sister, my brother, and I. I had to be four years old. Yeah. We went to a local department store. It was right around Christmas. And she was looking at this game. And it's the game, Dave. It was like a basketball court. And it had the ping pong ball. And it had the spring, right? And yeah. you would kind of pull it back. And it would shoot it into the net. And, uh, dude, it's so funny thinking about this. There's two of them that come up. What my mom did. Why my mom's a champ. And she said to me, do you think your brother would like that? And I said, oh, that game looks great. I think he'd love it. And she bought it, but it ended up being for me. Yeah. And I just remember like, what? Like, just that surprise. And I remember how happy she was because, shockingly, I was stupid as shit. And I had no idea. But she also, I mean, she got me the, she worked in the credit department at a store called LaBelle's. And, again, single mom, three kids, right, trying to hold it down. And she got me the Evil Knievel stunt cycle, yeah, which was great. But my brother and I had the old stick hockey game, uh, kind of like bubble hockey, but it was just stick hockey. There was no, uh, no roof on it, and it, it got beat up, right? Me and that goon beat it up. And my mom did the coolest thing, man. My mom, I don't know how she even did it. She got the the players off of the game all the the controllers were off she took care of everything she covered it in white paper like white thin like butcher paper she went back over the lines with marker she puts the nets back in and she has the puck and dave for hours i was again i had to be four years old five years old something like that but i would just use i was a hockey card guy collector and I would just set up teams with my hockey card. Like, dude, those hockey cards are worth four cents. Nobody knows it better than me. But she would just do those kind of things to make sure, like, and my kids are like, you did what? Because like, now they've got PlayStation yeah, and you, their names are in the game because Vaskersian did it. 
But you understand, dude. Yeah. Evil Knievel stunt cycle or any of those. It's a balls when you were a kid. Um, but yeah, just thinking back on all the cool stuff my mom did to make sure that we we had a great childhood. What about for you? You know, it's funny. It, it, simple as plain catch. Like yeah. it, it, in the summertime, man, we would, my, my buddy Matt would come over at 830 in the morning. Yeah. And we'd go out and we'd throw the baseball for, for like two, three hours. Yeah. We'd eat lunch. We'd go out and do it again. I mean, we did this every fucking day. Would like, you pitch the against the wall? No, I had Matt. I would just, yeah. I would just gun the ball back and forth. And then, um, but I mean, it's funny. You talk about guys who throw a hundred pitches in a day. Dude, honest to God, we were throwing a thousand. All day. And it's like, holy shit. We're just sitting there chucking, chucking back and forth. And as you get bigger, you know, in Los Angeles, the yards yeah. aren't that big. We'd use the neighbor's yard next to my grandmother's house because it was normal yeah. throw. And that old man would always come out and go, man, I don't want to be ugly, but you need to get off my lawn. He'd always, we would call yeah. him the ugly man because that's all he ever said. Yeah. I don't want to be ugly, but get off my lawn. And then, uh, but nonstop, man, it's just it's something as simple as playing baseball. And then if we were lucky enough that night, Matt's dad would get tickets to either the Dodger game or the Angels game. Oh, nice. And he would take us to uh, to one of those games because, oh, we threw each other a million grounders, but yeah. catch our arms are falling off. But literally, we, we did this all the time. It wasn't like, and we did the Magic Mountain stuff and the Disneyland yeah. stuff and all that shit. Yep. But it was the, the playing catch nonstop where, it's funny, if you were to ask me today, play catch, We'd last five minutes. That guy's arms can't last. I yeah. throw BP all the time. He can't keep up. No. We uh, <laughs> we throw the football. My kids and I still throw the football at Spreckles. But for us, and it's funny thinking back, I lived in an apartment complex, and we had like 10 kids. So in the summer, you were out all day. But there were times when guys were doing different things, and it would just end up being you. And I remember that we spray-painted a square, like, know how they allowed us to do this in our apartment complex no shit we had a townhouse what are you doing spray paint yeah we had a townhouse but we spray painted a square yeah like and we spray painted one on our garage and then dude like if a kid was throwing a tennis ball off my garage i'd lose my mind how many times could you hear a tennis ball bouncing off this twice dude it's like you said you'd throw a thousand pitches and then there was an industrial garage that was about half a block up, and that was a much bigger garage, so you could paint the bigger square. And it's the same thing, man. You would just sit up there and chuck that tennis ball, or it was like the red, like a red, it was almost like a racquetball, but it was a little bigger. And we'd yep. throw that one, too. <laughs> but when you would go out, you're pitching like that. Who were you? I was. I always tell my buddies from Boston, I was Rick Wise. I was Rick Roden. Rick Roden is great. I don't fuck. know why it was. The, I was Rick Roden because he's the only one I can think of. I mean, fuck, Don Sutton was on that guy dang team. You would have yeah. thought I would have picked him. I think because Rick Roden's the first guy I ever remember pitching for the Dodgers. They, we would see Yankees, Red Sox every yeah. weekend. So it was either Ed Figueroa, Ron Guidry, yeah. Louis Tiant, right? Like uh, um, Mike, uh, Mike Torres. Yeah. Didn't he give up the home run to Bucky Dent? Yeah. I don't know how the hell I settled on Rick Wise. That every day, Rick Wise must have won twenty-seven games that year. <laughs> Great man! All right, if you could travel any year, forward or back, what year would you choose? I say this all the time. It's the easiest question. Stop bringing it up. November nineteen sixty-three. I'm going to Dallas. <laughs> Fuck! What's the matter with you? But you you have to live your life from that point on. You weren't even born in sixty-three. You said I was just traveling. Okay, yeah, but I didn't see you could get back. You got to go there and stay there, and you got to move from that point forward. 
Uh, dude, 100%. I'm in. I, I move in with Jackie O. Yeah. Buy yourself a nice wool suit and a hat. Look like Tom Landry. That's the way people dressed yes. back then. Yeah. I go to D.C. and I solve it. <laughs> I make my rounds. David Brinkley. Who else would have me Nobody on? would believe you. What do you mean? Dude, there are a bunch of people who say there were shots from the grassy knoll. Nobody believes those assholes. Uh, come on. I reek of credibility. Yeah, where are you going? Honestly, I'm going back to, I thought about this. I'm going back to summer 2002. That was right after we were let go by KFMB. Yeah, why would you go to Be, that? Because day? both my kids were young. Oh. It was a great summer. Yeah. Um, why don't point, you go back summer 2001 and circulate the petition to break the union? <laughs> <laughs> Could have fucking made some money. There we go. No kidding. But I'd go back to, to then. A couple of reasons. I mean, a lot of people would say, why wouldn't you go back to 2018? And we started the show talking about suicide. Well, January 1st, 2018, my dad killed himself. And yeah. then later that year, then Jake passed. But I would, honestly, I would, I would redo Jake's childhood again. Yeah. That's what, you know, because there, there are steps where oh, things yeah. where the depression, everything kicked in. And I, I would go back in because in my mind, I yeah. have an idea when things went bad. Oh, yeah. But I would like to uh, I'd like to try and redo that again if I could do it again. All right. I'd go back to 01. <laughs> Circulate the petition. But for me, I'm going 63. You don't need Frank Anthony's friendship. You're out. Yeah. He's out. Jack Woods Dead. is out. Ted. Paul Menard. Charlie and Harrigan, uh, Jack and Paul. Sorry, Paul, you're up. All right, here we go. Third question. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. I'm the most <laughs> impatient driver of anybody in the history of mankind. Yeah. My son Jack enjoys a lot. Yeah. Do you, would you really want to take that away? I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, change one thing. Oh, yeah. hundred. No, 100%. I wish I would have uh, been more committed to education when I was in yeah. high school. Because I was just chasing chicks. <laughs> Laura Daly. Uh, <laughs> you caught her. I did. Yep. And she's the greatest. Love her. But, yeah, wish I'd paid much more attention to that. That's funny. The one thing, honestly, I would change, I wish I wasn't an asthmatic. It's one of those deals where I have to take medication yeah. nonstop. And I mean, I'm on crazy medication for asthma. If you meet me, you'll see my hand, my handshake because oh, yeah. I'm on so much medicine. But it's um, I, honestly, I believe I'm one of the few people on the planet that has to think about when they breathe. No one else has to think about no, when they breathe. Right. Whether I'm doing this show or I'm doing yeah. anything, I have to think about my my breaths and how yeah. I'm going to get everything out. It's um, I, I hate it. I wish I, I wish I didn't have it. I would say. Um education and i would say i was so fucking type a for the last five years of this show it just it fucked a whole lot of things up i would have changed that too um okay here we go if she were available which local celebrity would you date oh yeah i'm not answering that <laughs> no way i'm answering that i thought you're gonna say dagmar right off the bat dagmar's dagmar's absolutely uh, but we got to get her in here. I, it's so funny we you had mentioned. We on the, the show. Uh, we, it was just the anniversary of it. Okay. It was just, but she's going to come in. I'm going to send her a message and see if she's serious about coming in. She was in a cult. Remember she yeah, told us right. that story? And she was going to come in and tell us that story. Dude, she's cool as can be. But she, I want to hear that story. Yeah. Plus she rides motorcycles. She just traveled over to Africa and got really, really sick. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a message and see if she'd come in. Okay, dude, I loved when she was on. She was great, right? She was great. She's a great person. I, I yeah. like her a lot, and she does so much for for charity. Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. Who, wait, who were you gonna say? You know, I don't know. I'm I know exactly who it is. Go ahead. It's the girl on KUSI. You oh, Lauren Kyle. Finney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd probably be Lauren Finney. Hey, did you see Elizabeth Alvarez went to Fox yeah, 5? Yeah, she, she's on Fox 5, left KUSI. After eight years. Yeah. Good for her. How was her choice? I have no idea she how said, that works yeah. out. Yeah, okay. she said. Yeah, I have no idea. Elizabeth um, gotten to know her pretty well over the last year, so I'm glad she, it's She's really out cool, well. you said, really right? Really cool. Yeah, she's great on social media. Absolutely. All right, last one. What's okay. the best advice you've ever received? Uh, oh, I like that. Best advice. Uh, as often as you can, try to live your life with no rear view mirrors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did someone tell you that or did yeah. you come up with that on your own? A little bit, a little bit of both. Yeah. But I mean, you really can't, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And just try to be cool to people, man. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, just try to be nice. Yeah. That's it. And don't eat yellow snow. Don't eat yellow snow. That's which what I, they always tell you. Which I found out the hard way. <laughs> Did not taste like bananas. <laughs> uh, That's well, are we so. back here Sunday? Yeah, we can come back Sunday night. Yeah, all right. We'll see everybody here Sunday night. All right, we'll be back on Sunday, everybody. Have a good week. Sneaky backstreet door, I laugh so hard I'm a little boy